Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about Nightmare Hunts. I want to give my thoughts on the grind and the content itself. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. You can come on in and you can join the conversation in the Q&A. If you're watching on YouTube and the other locations, it's a really easy way to support me is to follow my Twitch channel. So say no to rage.com will bring you right there. The reason I want to talk about nightmare hunts is they're one of the added sort of pillar activities in the game right now. If you open up your director, there's three each week. I'm recording this on October the 10th. So currently we have Gaul and we have Tanix and we have Fogoth and they've introduced one new difficulty uh, level this week. It is Hero and I want to talk about how this content feels within the grind. Uh, We're going to talk about the gameplay first. Then we're going to talk about the actual loot you can get from these because I think some people are confused on what's the role of Nightmare Hunts in the game. And then lastly, let's talk about the actual grind. What's the pacing? What's the rhythm like when you're doing a Nightmare Hunt and why should you even be doing it? So first, I like the idea of Nightmare Hunts. I want to get that out of the way because this is going to be a pretty critical video and not in the ways that people think Nightmare Hunts should be criticized. The people that are like, these are reskins, these are fights we've already fought, these are not really reskins. These fights are significantly different from the time that we fought them and one of the reasons that I don't like them is is one of the reasons that I could say they're different. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be really weird for me to push back against the reskin criticism by pointing to mechanics and then talking about how bad the mechanics are. <laughs> so Uh, they're quick and they're reasonably challenging even now at just the new difficulty of hero they add the champions everything's a little bit spongier Uh, and then there is the score down in the corner they don't really explain the score all that well you have to really really be watching at the end Uh, platinum score achieved or whatever it says it seems like you get that just for going through and killing everything including all champions and then you get a platinum score that does seem to influence the drop rate of the essences every every um boss has their own essence so a lot of people are farming gall because essence of rage is the shotgun and then you know tanix is essence of isolation and then fogoth is essence of fear so if you go to the quest that i have right now you can go to essence of fear and that is the plate that's the chess piece uh, and then Essence of Isolation is the Gauntlets. So that's kind of the reason to go in there. Like, I'll talk about that in just a minute with the loot. But the the actual gameplay itself seems a little, like, fumbled because, number one, they don't really put that in front of your face. The score is down in the corner, and it's very brief. I mean, it's it, the, these end so fast. I think that's one of the things in their favor is they're pretty, pretty quick. And then it's so it's over and done with. You're back in orbit, and you're like, wait, what the frick happened? There's no, there's no like, endgame summary screen, and you don't even really understand understand what's going on uh, so I think the gameplay loop is is good in its intention but it's poor in its execution uh, one of the reasons I absolutely do not enjoy nightmare hunts is because of the boss mechanics that do make them distinct from their original representations in the game um, one of the reasons I don't like them is because they're bringing in that really really annoying and, and, and sort of tired and played out mechanic of you can only do so much damage so basically what happens is is you damage the boss after the nightmares in the room have been killed, you damage the boss. If you pick up the unstable essence from the nightmares, you do significantly more damage to the boss. If you're really, really smart and you put down like a bubble and then you throw a grenade on in this void to get the debuff and you pick up the unstable essence, you can do a lot of damage really, really quickly. If you do too much damage, however, it breaks the fights and makes them really, really annoying because you're basically 
making the next couple of damage phases not happen. So let me explain what happens. Let's say you go in to fight Fogoth. He's he's susceptible to damage right away. You throw down a bubble. You hit him with a debuff grenade. Maybe somebody melting points. Maybe somebody tethers. And you bake him down to 50% health. Or maybe you take him all the way down to 33% health. He's going to go invincible or, or immune, and he's going to be covered in the red stuff, and then you got to kill the nightmares in the room. When you kill the nightmares in the room, he becomes susceptible to damage again. But if you've done too much damage, he becomes he becomes susceptible to damage and immediately goes immune again. So it, it's got to be one of the worst designed boss fight mechanics they've ever put in the game. This is worse than the Fnatic. I think the Fnatic's the worst boss in all of Destiny, and he's now been outdone. Nightmare hunts are terrible because of that. Like, if I want to melt, if my team can melt and we know what we're doing and we optimize our builds, which Armor 2.0 and a lot of the Dreambane mods are allowing you to try to optimize your speed and your efficiency, then if you want to make them immune after so much time, fine. That's fine. If you want to use the nightmares and the shielded thing, that's okay. That's something that can be anticipated by the player. But if I do a ton of damage and we go to a, an immunity phase and we go back to a damage phase, do not deny me a damage phase because I did a really good job in the first one. That is so backwards and terrible. Now, if Bungie wants fights to last a certain length of time, if they want Tanix to get to the second room, if they want Fogoth to start running around the room and bull charging because he changes once he's lower health, he seems to get more agitated and he does this really cool bull charge thing. It's actually pretty fun you know, to get hit by that because it takes you by surprise the first time. Okay, If that's what they want, if there's animations and cycles of the fights that they want to have happen, then there's a better way to achieve that. What you do is you say, okay, the nightmare hunts are going to drop scorch cannons or siva charges or swords or something, and you can only damage the boss with those items, and you give them a significant damage buff. So then when the sword runs out or the siva charges are gone or the scorch cannons out of ammo, your damage phase is over, they go immune. And you just kind of understand this is the fight. It's phase one, phase two, phase three, and then it's like that. I mean, there's raid bosses like that, okay? And, you know, like Oryx would be an example. You can only damage him with the bomb, so the fight's pretty much the same length every time. If that's what they want, if they want a fight that's sort of equal in length every time, there's a much better way to achieve that than cheating the player. That's what it feels like. Oh, you did too much damage, so you don't get damage phases two and three. You just immediately go immune. It's it's pretty bad. I would love to see that adjusted and changed. Let's talk about the loot. So this is where, again, I think they're failing to educate the player in a good way. Again, on the front end of this, remember I said I love nightmare hunts in concept, but in execution, I don't think they're landing very well. So when you run a heroic difficulty and you get the platinum the platinum score, there is a very high probability of them dropping the essence. Keep in mind, buying these essence from from Eris is a little bit of a time sink because you need twenty of the fragment. The, the the you need twenty of uh, what are they called? The, the, I don't have any because I just spent them all. You need twenty of the blue version, which is the phantasmal fragments. And when you have twenty of those, you can buy a phantasmal core. And when you buy the core, you can buy the essence. So there's a bit of a, of a truncated grind there to get the actual essence that you want. So, if you really want the shotgun, this is your week. You just grind the frick out of Gaul at Heroic, right? Every other time he seems to drop it. Almost every time it seems. It's a pretty high drop rate when you get the platinum reward. He drops the essence. Then you go complete the essence, go to the table, get the shotgun, and do it again. That's the loot motivation for Nightmare Hunts, and a lot of people don't necessarily understand that. They intentionally made, I think... 
the essences a bit of a time sink to purchase because you can kind of short short like take a shortcut and get them from the boss when they're up now there are some of these that don't drop from bosses we have been told that essence of obscurity doesn't drop from a boss there's 14 total we think i think 14 total essences and if there are that many I don't think there are that many nightmare hunts, okay? I don't think there are that many nightmares. So there are some, though, like the Gaul one that specifically drops from him. And I, I think that whenever they're doing it that way, that's a really good way for you to say, this is the one I want. When Fnatic comes around, that's the one I'm trying to get to drop out in the world, uh, Essence of Insanity. We're not sure if I can even get it to drop in the world before he drops it. People are claiming they got Insanity this week, and then they got Rage last week, and they were getting it to drop from World Chest before the they could even do the fight. So it seems like that, that it is a possible world drop, and that's what we're kind of going for now. But whenever the Fnatic is here, if you really want to get the Grenade Launcher, which is potentially one of the best guns in the game right now with the right rolls you would just grind fanatic a bunch and complete it so i think the loot table being contained to a currency and Morn's table and these activities is actually really good logistically speaking it's rhythmic urgency whenever that fanatic is here i'm sorry whenever that nightmare is here for the week you can grind the heck out of them and get a more efficient grind if they're not here it's not a big deal you can still get the essence it's just a little bit of a longer grind to get the you know to get the fragments to get the cores to buy it i think the fragments drop a little too infrequently they should maybe be guaranteed from any any nightmare that you kill killing 20 nightmares to get one essence is not i don't think that's too generous because then you have to take the core buy the essence complete the essence and then get the gun so i think getting a guaranteed fragment from every nightmare is probably okay maybe they should consider just upping it to, to significantly more so it's like every third or every other nightmare so again you're still getting the fragments but it's it's it needs to be a little bit more consistent so that's kind of touching on the last part of the video the grind I think the rhythmic urgency is a smart play because we don't have that with Ada and we don't have that with Ikora. So I think it is okay to periodically have something that it's at its best when you can grind the Fnatic or Gaul or whoever you're wanting to get. And when they're not there, the grind's a little elongated. It's not quite as efficient. It's not quite as fast as just blitzing through uh, the, the nightmare at the harder difficulty. Now, we don't know. This video is slightly premature. We still have the legend difficulty and the master difficulty. My hope would be the higher difficulties just drop the gun so you could farm Fnatic over and over and over again and he just keeps dropping the grenade launcher at the harder difficulties. That would completely bypass the essence grind, but it would be worthy if it's a really, really challenging environment because the higher you go, it goes to 950 on Legend and then it's 980, I think for master so they're going to get pretty freaking hard we'll obviously talk about that when those come out we'll address those difficulty spectrums and give those those thoughts on those so that's my thoughts on nightmare hunts i think they could be good i think they could be better i don't think they're landing very well mainly because of boss mechanics outside of boss mechanics they're quick they're fast it's rhythmic urgency for a gun grind it's a pretty good it's a pretty good system i think logistically as always if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can catch me live at saying no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my question and answer session that followed my talk about 
the Nightmare Hunts gave my thoughts as well as some criticisms on them. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. I'm probably live right now. Uh, that's usually when these hit the feeds. I am going to be grinding for the fragments as well as trying to get the different... Uh, I'm grinding for the grenade launcher basically from Eris. So you're actually going to get... Uh, you're actually going to get gameplay from me for a change. Uh, usually we don't do a lot of gameplay because it helps me answer the questions a little bit more quickly and a little bit more efficiently. But this area on the map is pretty good for the phantasmal fragments. If you're listening to the audio version, I am in Sorrow's Harbor just grinding the nightmares you get the fragments you buy the core you buy essence of insanity satisfy essence of insanity in a nightfall with grenade launchers and then uh jump right back in and do it all over again so we're trying to get a really really good roll on the grenade launcher for those of you that don't know uh the grenade launcher can roll with uh full court demo i'm um, sorry full court field prep and then it can also roll with spike nades, which is pretty much the roll that a lot of folks are hoping uh, to get. So, terrible grenade there. Let's jump into the first question. This is why I don't do question and answer while playing anymore, because it, it hinders uh, it hinders both the gameplay and the answers. Uh, so the first question is from Debata. Debata says, "Are you okay with the need to grind?" To reacquire exotic armor, we already earned for a 2.0 version and for certain elemental affinity or stats. I know you can pull from collections, but you can only get one with a certain elemental affinity and the stat seems pretty low. I, I'm i hopeful that they, they have an answer for this. Uh, I tend to agree with you. It seems a little strange uh, to say, you know, you're not going to give us any uh, any conceivable way to to get these the, the, the exotic armor back at all i had a wild drop ophidia spathe and it was terrible it was honestly really really low stats i think it was like a 47 or something just absolutely uh awful so i'm not really sure what their thought process is there why why they decided to to not give us a nice path to exotics um or at least say yeah you can pull them out of the book or collections or whatever and maybe have it be um maybe have it be a random roll on the affinity at the very least uh, whenever you pull it from the book just because or I'm sorry collections I keep saying pull it from the book I, the, the the more I've interacted with the affinity the less I like it I told people I didn't think it was going to be a big deal I think I was wrong I, I'm, I'm kind of changing my position on it uh, the elemental affinity does not seem to be you know doing a doing what we want it to do it feels it feels too restrictive um, it just it just feels too restrictive, and I'm gonna run recluse because demolitionist doesn't feel worth it right now. The, the the auto rifle just feels super weak. So you know, or maybe we we've said this as well. Um, elemental affinities allowing us to re-roll those for you know a pretty substantial fee, uh, I think would be good. You know, you could do something where if you want to re-roll an affinity, it costs X number of some really valuable resource or something where. Uh, you know, it's not something you're going to do haphazardly. Also, you wouldn't want those re-rolls being, uh, you would not want the re-rolls being random. You would honestly want to let me pick the affinity, I think, because it'd be kind of a bummer to re-roll something and get the same thing again, or go from arc to void, back to void. Uh, at the very least, if you're going to make me spend the currency to do it, it would be kind of nice if you could actually, you know, pick it. Um, 
They literally gave us a way to grind for exotics. Well, sure, but the loot pool is really, really big. I mean, grinding nightfalls at the harder difficulty and having exotics, you know, dropping as a common drop, I, you know, maybe, and this is an idea I had a while ago. What if you could go to Xur and like say, okay, look, I already have Ophidia space. Can you give me, you know, like a searching, a searching token for Ophidia space? So if I go and grind a nightfall at that difficulty that makes exotics common, a common drop, then that's the common drop I'm getting is Ophidia Spathe while that token or whatever is active. Because um, I think that's the biggest problem is you could spend an entire day grinding Nightfalls and never see Ophidia Spathe. Or like with me, I finally got Ophidia Spathe to drop. I wasn't like farming for it. It just dropped randomly for me. And the stats are horrible. Uh, I personally don't know if the stats are working appropriately right now. Um... It does feel a little strange to be getting. I mean, we're getting, we're getting raid gear in in the low fifties, uh, which is which is really odd. I'm getting high fifties from season pass armor. I'm getting high fifties from random drops. So stats as well, I think, need looked at. I should not be running Garden of Salvation and getting stats that are lower than stuff people that are grinding pubs. Um, I don't know if they've even addressed this or said that the stats should be in a certain way or maybe they're lower but they're more clustered. Like instead of being super spread out or something, it's just a more... Maybe it's a more... Or maybe maybe raid gear can have higher stats on an individual stat because I I definitely posted a picture yesterday and people were like, oh my gosh, you you have 20 20 plus on resilience or something. I forget what it was. Uh, And so, you know, obviously that there could be something like that going on that they just haven't told us uh, but as far as I can tell the armor's in a weird spot right now with a couple of things with affinities and with stat roll trends so uh, Walter with a brand new prime sub thank you um, enjoy your dope badge and emotes enjoy ad free viewing on the channel thank you very much uh, next question is from Phoenix Huck what about having all the raid weapons have a chance to roll with randomized intrinsic enhanced barrier overload unstoppable on the gun like the Val that would be that would tie the raid to the season of the nightmares also uh, allow pulses and bows to get the perk I really really like where your head's at here because this would be a way for them to say you know hey the raid weapons are stronger and they are better but in a very specific way and tied to the season that they drop um, so if you, you know, if you get raid gear this season, there's going to be, the, you, I guess you could call that pinnacle gear. Maybe we could call that pinnacle gear. That'd be like a good name for it. Um, you could say, you know, Hey, pinnacle gear has a chance to drop with intrinsic seasonal mods or something. Um, and that'd be a good way to kind of combine both the idea that end game gear should be dropping better stuff, uh, as well as just in general, raids just need better loot across the board i mean it it, it, but i get what i get why you would do it this way because one of the challenges is is that if you give gear that's too good in the raid then like future seasons are going to have a really really hard time uh, topping it you know like how do you top a a god roll hankin i mean that happened with the midnight coup the midnight coup is not going to become bad even if you put good loot in the game um, that's not really how it works. You'd have to literally nerf the Midnight Coup in order to get the Midnight Coup to become unseated. And if you unseat the Midnight Coup by nerfing it, you're, you're, what are, I mean, what exactly are you achieving? You're just irritating people who got it. And that's never how I want to do it. Um, cause if you, 
if you're trying to introduce like new weapons and new perks uh that is i think one of the challenges is that the archetypes are all pretty much set at this point um and then that means that you either create another gun similar to the archetype and just try to come up with crazy perks or we do what you're saying which is do an intrinsic it's tied to the season um that's a way to make people care beyond uh just like oh it's pretty because right right now that seems to be one of the driving factors it's like well it's pretty you know i really like the way the raid loot looks and that's like one of my driving factors in going for it myself uh in and i don't i don't think that's how raid loot should be and always anytime we're asking for power we're potentially asking for future restrictions make us strong today and that's going to be a barrier to strength in the future if you're not careful um and i forget what that what where i picked that up there was a gdc presentation from somebody that talked about that i think it was actually bungie uh power given in the future limits i'm sorry power given in the present limits power you can give in the future um you know imagine giving away a god roll hand cannon that's just stupid amazing right now that's going to limit how good you can make hand cannons in the future because how do you top something that's one-shotting every trash ad how do you top something that's just mowing through anything you put in front of it um thank you for the 150 bits uh melmzy appreciate it very much Uh, next question is from nighthawks not really a question but i know you've talked about being able to run raids daily i'd love for raids reset on Friday so I can at least get two runs per character I woke up today wanting to go in but there's no point I don't understand how moving the reset to Friday matters I, that, that that's not going to change if you can only raid on the weekends then then that's when you raid it resets Tuesday you wait until the weekend and then you raid like I'm not quite sure I understand the logic here or are you saying Tuesday Friday Tuesday Friday like have it have it reset every couple of days is maybe what you're saying I'm not quite sure I understand um, unless you're Oh, I'm sorry. 5,000 bits from Melmsy. I'm sorry. I misread the alert. Hey, man. Having a great day. Looking to share the love. Hope all is well. Love the shirt. Thank you. I'm so... I'm sorry, Melms. I, I misread it. <laughs> I was like, what the frick? Um, uh, it was... You had done 150... Uh, 150, like, prizes or whatever. Sorry. Uh, personally, I woke up this morning and you know what I felt? I wanted to run the raid again, but without loot, I don't really want to go in there. I just... Let me run for non-powerfuls. Like, why Why can't I run for non-powerfuls? I just... I don't know. Um, that seems like... I just feel like that's a fair request. I really do. I feel like running for non-powerfuls all week is a fair request. Uh, one non-powerful per encounter is... It ain't gonna break the game. Eknor. Do you think Bungie should have added a chest in the end that includes planetary materials, fragments, and maybe random moon loot drop? I don't think this will last long like this. If you're talking about, oh, you're talking about Nightmare Hunts. Yeah, I mean, Nightmare Hunts in general, um, there's a couple of things they need to fix. Number one, the boss mechanic sucks, okay? That needs fixed. Number two, they need to make it clearer why the frick you should go in there. If they put it on, like, if they put it on the, like, the director, and this may happen in the harder difficulties. The harder difficulties may make it very clear, like, why why would you want to run a Nightmare Hunt? Like, it may become clearer, uh, with time whenever you start getting into harder difficulties. Like I said, like what if they actually just drop their actual gun um, instead of it being just a 
frag, you know, the I'm sorry, the um, the essence. So if they drop the gun every time at the harder, harder difficulties, like there's your there's your grind. Um, and if you don't want to do it that way, you can lower the difficulty and get the essence to make it a little bit longer of a grind. But I do think right now, like it should show you. Um, how much harder is it going to get? There's two more difficulties. There is uh, L- Legend and then Master. Uh, those difficulties are left still and have not dropped. Um, and like right now when you go to Adept, it should say small chance for you know boss essence to drop. Or it should even say essence of rage to drop on Gaul so you like know what the frick it's going to drop. And then beyond that you could say okay, harder difficulty. You know, increased uh, chance for essence of rage uh, to drop, increased chance. You could do that, and then you, then you say, oh, I could get, it. I, I got a, high, I got a higher chance for it to drop. Awesome, um, and just continue doing that each time, kind of the way they do with the nightfalls. Now that may be what they do. We haven't seen it yet. There may be something like that with the harder difficulty nightmare hunts to make it like abundantly clear why on earth would I up the difficulty. Because uh, right now, we kind of deduced it on our own that when you increase the difficulty uh, and get the platinum score, it's like a, it's, it feels like a 50 to maybe even a 75% drop rate. It's a really, really high drop rate. Um, before they showed Nightmare Hunts dropping enhancement prisms and shards, I thought that was... Oh, yeah, you're right. It did. I don't know if that'll make sense to me because that's, that's a nightfall structure. So maybe they shifted things around. Um, that's the nightfall structure that, they, that that does that. That says, yeah, if you if you do the harder difficulties, you're gonna get the um, you're gonna get the 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 shards and the essence. I'm sorry, the prisms and the ascendant shard. Like that's 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 something they put in the nightfalls. So I don't know if. Um, if that's something that they shifted around because we haven't seen um, on Legend Hunts, Exotics, or every other run where did you hear that? Is that something that we have from Bungie or from somebody who went to Bungie? Did they go and like run Legends and and get drops or something? Because it's like 950 then 980. 980, they're going to be pretty freaking difficult. Uh, I would rather I would I would rather or are you talking about Nightfalls? I would rather run it and get the weapon, like just grind Fnatic all day, and he just drops the grenade launcher every time at his hardest difficulty. I don't know. That makes the most sense to me. Having nightmare hunts tied to uh, the actual the actual loot of Eris Morn's table, since that's the system uh, that sort of drives it. You know. That's kind of how it's working right now. You're grinding the nightmare hunts for the essence. Then you go and grind nightmares for, uh, to complete a lot of it. Um, and then when you're done with that, you go and do it again. It seems like a pretty harmonious system right now, uh, already. Um, so I don't know. (sighs) I was wanting to get my freaking Nova off. Grubby, what if the raid drop weapons with enhanced perks like enhanced out? We just, we literally had this idea yesterday. Um, and I, I honestly think that's one of the best things they could do. So, like, it would be slightly better. Uh, it would be slightly better than what we have now. Enhanced perks was something we literally talked about just yesterday. Um, I don't know if you were here and heard it and, like, through osmosis came back. But this exact verbatim idea was discussed yesterday on this channel. So maybe you're just, you know, maybe, uh, you know, um, 
what is it? What is the expression? Think alike, but uh, smart people think alike. What the frick is the expression? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not. It's like uh, my brain is logging up. Great minds think alike. Smart brains. Uh, what the? <laughs> Great minds think alike. I was wanting to say birds of a feather think together. I was like, I, I can't. My brain is freezing. I, I can't do it, chat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Smart people are smart together. Frick. Uh, what? Anyway, yeah. Great minds think alike. So yeah. It, it would be good if they did that, but I think you're going to run into the problem that we hinted at a little bit ago, right? You're going to run into the problem of, well, then the guns would always be the best. You'd have an adept an adept outlaw rampage gun, you know, and then that creates a problem, right? That creates the problem of, yeah, you've got, you've got every single archetype of gun dropping in a raid. And if you get God rolls with adept perks, you're kind of done with destiny. You know what I mean? It's like, I, there, there's a lot there that could go the wrong direction. You you can give people stuff that is too good because then as we just said a moment ago, whatever power I give you today is denying power in the future. Like, whatever god roll, you know, adept weapon I give you right now is is denying a potential god roll uh, down down the road. Thank you, Mama. Uh, and that and that and that's a problem, I think. Um, and I, I like I like the I like the enhanced perk idea. I really do. Um, I do like the idea, but I worry that it would be again just too much, uh, too much, and it would last too long. Now, I think this is why it needs to be unique perks. You know, the more the more I've thought about this, the more I think that it needs to be a unique perk because you can unseat that later on. It's like, well, it's not a god roll outlaw rampage, you know, accurized rounds. Oh, and all the perks are enhanced. It's not like that. It's more like, um, it's more like, oh, this weapon does something super, super unique that, like, other weapons don't have. Like, yeah, look at Recluse. I think there's a danger, though. You give it a unique perk that's also really, really strong, and then is anybody ever going to run anything other than a Recluse? I struggle right now to put on anything else, and it's such a bummer uh, because there's some other really great combinations you can go with, like my auto rifle with Demolitionist and Barrier Rounds and then Breach Refractor. I can sit there and just crank grenades all day with that build. Every six trash ads, I can throw a debuff grenade. Well... I can't do that with the recluse uh, as fast because it doesn't have demolitionist. Now, someone might say, well, that's the trade-off, Lono. You're trading the power of the recluse for the power of constant grenades. And they may have a point, or I may be able to say, yeah, but like recluse is just good at everything. Um, and I think that's a problem. Uh, it's just always, always, always good. Uh, you know, and... I don't know if you can fix that by nerfing it or making other things stronger. Personally, I think maybe Master at Arms is just too strong. Uh, the gun itself is fantastic, but what really makes it rip is just how fast and how great Master of Arms is. Um, you know, I I don't want to nerf people's favorite weapon, but at the same time, it's just like I'm watching people raid and everybody's running Recluse, and it's just I don't know. It's kind of weird. 
It's kind of weird. Raid Nation, when do the dungeons come out and what do you think they'll be like? I believe the dungeon is the, the uh, is it the 19th, I think? Is it next week? Um, I'm not actually, I can't remember. Chat's going to have to correct me on that if I'm wrong. I thought it was the 19th. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, it's the 29th? Oh, it's the 29th. Sorry, 29th. The dungeon is the 29th. Apparently, either through data mining or something, there is a rocket launcher, a shotgun, and something else. We've seen some screenshots um, of the guns. And I, I, it's probably going to be pretty tough. I would think it'd be like a miniature, uh, like a miniature raid. Uh, a nightmare manifests. Where? Does it say that in the feed anytime we do the ogre nightmares and I've just never realized it? Oh, or does it mean this up here? Does it mean when they're ready? Like when they're in this readying position? Is that why it says a nightmare manifest? I've actually not seen that in the feed before. Um, it's when they're ready. Got it. Thank you. Um, all right. Next question. I, I hope it's tough. I hope the dungeon's tough and I hope the rate, I hope the loot is, is, is worth it. You know, it'd be a shame to go in there and have the loot not be very good. Um, so because it, it it it's potentially it's potentially going to be one of the favored uh, one of the favored you know end game activities uh, in the game. Do you have any good build tips for a warlock exotics and what weapons? I mean, the build I have going right now on warlock is silly. You run Nezarex with a recluse, and then you run Voidwalker. I mean, you're constantly uh, you are constantly getting um, your your grenades and energy back because recluse and nezerax are pairing together uh it's really really good now where i am right now it's not as good because killing orange bars with the recluse is a little bit tougher to get it kind of ripping uh and people tend to steal kills not intentionally like in a malicious way but when you're in the public space uh people people tend to steal kills you know by accident when you got a bunch of red bars like this you can get master of arms ripping and get kills ripping and then you can really tear through uh, and it's all it's all feeding into 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 one into one buff because the grenade is de- the grenade is debuffing them uh, and making them take like I believe it's like a thirty percent debuff. Uh, so if you can get if you can get Nezerax tearing for the void and get the final and you have barrier rounds on like I do right now, you can get your grenades back pretty fast. I threw a grenade at the beginning of this fight and I'm already at like sixty percent grenade energy. If I can land a kill on that wizard, there we go. I'll have a grenade for this guy now. But I won't have the I won't have the the, the, the debuff of the nightmare because I didn't grab it the unstable essence or whatever. I should have grabbed that. It makes for a fast bake in the right ways. You're grabbing a lot of buffs and a lot of debuffs, um, and it makes for a nice nice build. Void with Nezerax and Recluse. The it, it, the Void subclass with Nezerax and the Recluse is a nice build no matter how you swear how you square it. Uh, there's a couple different ways. Uh, to skin that cat. That's a, such a weird expression, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, Moo Smiles says, How do you feel Shadowkeep has affected viewership for Destiny 2 across platforms? Do you think from the trajectory we're seeing, content will help keep better uh, uh, um, engagement going forward? I mean, as a streamer, things seem pretty good. Um, there's obviously weird outliers uh, and you know strange stuff happening in the directory that I'm sort of not counting. When I look at the the pillar, when I look at a lot of the pillar streamers that have predictable viewership from the last like four to five years, it makes more sense. 
um, there is still um, even after even after Twitch recently um, said they were doing things for like void, you know, to to, to take care of um, false views and stuff like that. It's still happening like crazy. There's people being harassed by view bots because the people that run them uh, like to test them out on other streams to make sure they're still working. So there's even people getting hit with like that. So I still think there's viewer inflation going on in the directory that can give you a, a false representation of like how engaged is the Destiny community. Um, there's also people still paying for followers. Their average follower per hour is just unbelievably clearly juiced. And so you could look at all those metrics and be like, oh my gosh, Destiny is back up on the horse. Oh my gosh, look how look how many people are taking an interest in Destiny. Look at how many new followers. They're mostly bots, um, unfortunately, on a lot of the outbreak growth that we're seeing. Uh, even some of the most established channels are not having growth like that. Um, so it's just one of those things where I think Destiny has kind of established its viewing audience uh, for the most part. You're going to have a lot of people come in and say like, oh, I'm new, I'm, I'm enjoying watching, this is so great. But I don't think people are coming in in droves uh, to watch uh, Destiny right now. It's just, I don't think it's happening. Um, it's just, it's one of those games that's been, it's been around for a long, long time. And I think the audience kind of gets settled. Um, so paying for followers oh yeah oh yeah enviro it's been happening for a long time there are websites that let you see every 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 minute of the person's stream and it's clear when someone's using a service yeah when 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 i'm at the top of the directory and i have a banging day and i and, and we have a breakout day with lots of followers and i average you know 20 or 30 followers the one day i think we averaged like 40 followers an hour and i mean we had crazy high viewership we were breaking down trailers we were breaking down images and somebody boots up with half my viewership and they quadruple my followers per hour, they're paying for followers, okay? Nobody's sitting with half my viewers in the directory, like three or four levels down, and quadrupling, I mean quadrupling uh, my follower count per hour. It just isn't happening. That's not freaking possible. There aren't that many people coming down in the directory and mindlessly clicking follow. I was going into the streams that were doing it and their chats were not very active. If you're, I, I saw somebody one day who was averaging a follower per minute and no one was talking, like barely anybody was talking. It's like, so every 60 seconds, someone has decided you're awesome and they're going to click follow, but they're not, literally not going to say anything. Now, I know a lot of people click follow and don't say anything. I'm not saying that, but every 60 seconds, like, like clockwork. Um, so how can you tell the follower count per hour? Uh, I can send you the website that I use, um, that I use to track that kind of stuff to see. And the reason I'm doing it is, is I like to know who I will never work with ever again in the future. <laughs> I would never, ever, like, reach out and, like, blacklist somebody. But there are people that I will never, ever work with in the future, ever. Because it's clear. It's not an outlier day. It's a steady it's a steady and paid-for thing. Um, and it's unfortunate. And that's why Twitch is on top of it. Like, it's not just in the Destiny directory. It is all over the platform. To the point that, like, Twitch is talking about it. And they're trying to detect false views. Because um, it's been it's been happening for well well over a year now. It's been we've been going on for like a year and a half with this going on. And recently, recently, you got to be real careful here, right? You got to be real careful because Facebook's in hot water. Facebook was basically I guess Facebook got caught juicing numbers, and now they're in like litigation about it. 
and it's going to make their platform really, really un, um, undesirable for advertisement because people are like, you juiced your numbers and your follower impressions and your viewer impressions on Facebook to try to get advertisers to be really impressed and Twitch needs to be very, very careful because something very similar could happen to them if they're not careful. You know, if this sort of thing gets too out of hand, then advertisers and companies are not going to want to be on Twitch. They're not going to want to be here because they're going to be like, your numbers are juiced in almost every directory. It's not as bad as Facebook. Facebook's was like ridiculous. I retweeted it yesterday. The numbers and like what Facebook was doing, like up up to a 900% inflation rate. Like, yeah. Platforms have got to get things under control because people are basically just defrauding others of money and then that's bad for advertisement. That's bad for sponsored opportunities because then sponsors will be like, oh, look at how popular this person is. They'll do a sponsored stream with them and have a terrible conversion rate. So then sponsors are going to be like, we don't want to work with Twitch streamers because we worked with these three or four people here who seemed like they were blowing up and having crazy growth and it's all fake. It's all wood. Um, So... Who streams on Facebook? A lot of people. True Vanguard just switched to Facebook. If I was True Vanguard, I would be ticked. I would be ticked. Um, J2J squared. With the next-gen consoles launching holiday 2020, uh, hang on a second. I want to make sure I get shots on all of the nightmares to increase my, my chance of the stuff. Uh, what do you think that means for Destiny 2 going forward? What do you think they'll do? They'll th- drop support for current-gen consoles. I think Destiny 3 launches the year after new consoles, 2021. They can bundle with all those Christmas bundles that end up happening. Uh, they can bundle with those, and that'll be really, really good. And then 2022, you won't be able to get whatever DLC launches in 2022. You won't be able to get it for Destiny 3. Uh, Destiny 3 will officially leave it behind. Um, that's what I think. So you'll get one solid year of Destiny 3 on these consoles, on Xbox and PS4, and then the very, very first DLC that they launch a year later, 2021, that one will not be available on last gen, and that'll be totally fair. 2021 is so long from now and so long from the time that these consoles originally uh, dropped, so... Next year, 2020, I believe we're going to get the Taken Queen or the likes thereof. Like we're going to return to Sabbath. We're going to return to the Dreadnought, uh, unless they have the Dreadnought planned for a season prior to that, which would be just crazy. Uh, and then um, we will have a year of that. We'll have a year of like the Dreadnought story wrapping itself up, and then 2021 is when Destiny Three will launch. And then a year later, DLC shipment one uh, of 2022, 2022, they will leave behind old gen. So no, I I think I said that wrong. I don't think Destiny 3 is launching 2020. I misspoke. Um, 2021 would be Destiny 3. 2022 would be leaving behind Xbox One and PS4. Um, So I don't think they're ever going to delay anything to holiday of 2020. Uh, ever jaggy it's a, that's a that's a cluttered month and september the september october time period is really good for bungie so i don't know if they're ever going to want to compete with holiday stuff the brock kelly i'm seeing people saying that the upper level nightmare hunts are bringing um enhanced versions of mods specific to those activities yeah i got one today i got one today I'm wondering how much more effective those mods are compared to Armor 2.0 raid specific mods now that you can know and slot those in the raid gear uh, and that raid gear doesn't have seasonal mod slots. Um, I would think that 
you'd have to do some testing because it seemed like they would be helpful, but I don't know. I mean, I can't speculate. They were ones like destroying shields faster and stuff like that. It, 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 it seemed like it would help. Um, it seemed like it would help, but how much is he selling helium? Uh, what's he selling helium fin- filaments for sinister death? Um, I'm, I'm actually curious because this, this farm is, this farm is not bad. It's not bad. This farm is okay. Uh, it's pretty quick and you can keep getting void and doing what I'm doing, which is, uh, pretty nice, pretty fast. Oh, legendary shards? Gemini Frickmas. We're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to do that. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We could really get a lot. Uh, Gambit TV. So, I've been trying to get good rolls on armor. I haven't gotten anything high except for 258s. Can you see Bungie making a system where harder activities drop better stat rolls? Uh, or get rid of the elemental affinity. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this a lot lately. I think in general, uh, affinities may need to go through an iteration of change. Um, I don't know what you would call it other than you could say, um, hey, you know, we, you can change them and it's really costly. Or instead of changing them, you could, you could re-roll. Or... As you're pointing out, I, the stat rolls are really weird right now. I, I'm getting, I'm not getting anything impressive from the raid, and I have, I have often better stats on stuff I just got from world drops, which is a little weird. Um, it's a little weird, I think, uh, personally, to have to have world drops, you know, having stats higher. I personally think that the Garden of Salvation raid armor should have a floor of 60. It shouldn't be dropping 58, 59, because I can get world drops in that range. Um, so. Mikey Tyke or Mike Tyke. Uh, do you think Armor 2.0 stats are a little too random? Arc energy type, and they have all the same stats to build around strength. This just goes in. Hang on a second. You guys with these books are killing me. Um, I like the mod system and ornament changes you can do, but stats make it near impossible to build what you want. This goes against the fact that Bungie should put mobility, resilience, and recovery back into the subclass. Just have it like D1. I don't agree with you, and I think that there's good reason to disagree with you. I I think grinding for stat rolls is a good thing, but there has to be... There has to be an intentional grind. Now, you can do that with the Dreambane stuff and Eris's table. You can definitely do that with her, which I think is unfortunate that they've reserved that for her and nobody else. Like, you have the most intentionality over armor in her activity. Man, you guys got to stick with me. Dang. I'm, I can't stick with you. I don't have sound. Um, so you guys are just going to have to follow me. I can't hear, like, where we're going. In the Usually I can hear the ogres when we're in the public space. Um... So I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now to keep track of everything. And I'm reading questions. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Eris Morn's got a lot of intentionality and the raid just doesn't. So like if you really want an intentional grind and you want like a pair of gauntlets, that's the best one. Now, I think what you're getting at is if I really want gauntlets from X location or from X activity, um... If I really want them, then the chances of me getting the right affinity and the right stat lean are near impossible. 
I think you don't want to bite off too much here. Like, you're trying to basically undo a significant portion of the new system and like, oh no, just put these things back in to the subclass. Nah, I disagree. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. What I would do is let us change the affinity, but make it really, really costly. So all you're doing is is grinding for gauntlets from like the EDZ or something, wherever your favorite gauntlets are. And when you finally get the stat lean that you want, the affinity doesn't matter. Obviously, it's going to be really exciting if, if it's the, the affinity that you want. But um, the affinity wouldn't matter in the ultimate grind of the game because you could say, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to change the affinity later. And then you'd be, you'd be in control. You'd be in the driver's seat. Of the, of the affinity and be able to change it and then your main your main grind then would be grinding for the god roll because I really think ultimately that's why they did it like there's nothing like looking at that stat total on a piece of armor and then looking at the stat trends and be getting excited like oh that's that's the one I'm looking for I think that's a good thing I think that's I think that's a value point to the player I don't want to take that away do I feel the same about what masterworks? Yeah, on guns. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think you should be able to invest a significant amount of materials to re-roll and change the masterwork on a gun. Because when you finally get the god roll that you want, but it's handling instead of range, like that's a bummer. Like the mathematical probability of getting the you know getting the thing that you want is you know it's 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 low, and I I, I would I would worry that they you know they don't need to, to to keep that from us. I think that's an easy one. Changing masterworks make it expensive. Change affinity make it expensive. You just have to make it expensive. Is the point? You can't. It can't be willy nilly like slotting mods is like five hundred glimmer right now. I mean, it can't be that. It needs to be a little bit more expensive or five thousand. Um, it needs to be a little bit more costly than that. Next question, uh, Eden Boss. I'm new to D2. With all the different armor types, void, fire, arc. Do you make them all the type? Uh, Hang on. Do I need to make sure all my armor is the same type? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think you need to do that. I mean, it can definitely help, but a lot of the times I wasn't doing that in the raid because I was finding that it was better. It was better to have a lot of the same because a lot of them, honestly, some of the raid ones didn't have affinities. So this is hard for me to say, uh, the, the, here's the problem. You could you could go arc void arc void solar arc void, right? You got five pieces of armor, so you could go arc void solar arc void. But depending on where they drop, it depends on what's going to help you. If you're really wanting reload on a particular weapon type, uh, you, you know you're really wanting reload on a particular weapon type, then that's going to determine what your gauntlets are, and that may throw off your attempt to like, oh, I wanted to have everything, I wanted to have everything different i wanted you know i wouldn't have it evenly distributed it doesn't work it doesn't work it's not that simple honestly which is you know that's that's just the nature of it. this guy is invisible is he a special one he had like a name didn't he or do they all have names i just haven't noticed he seems different he was like half here half not uh so Arc Seiko, I know you're not a huge PvP fan, but do you think it'd be healthy for PvP if hand cannon range was reduced? They already reduced it. What are you talking about? Uh, one of the number one complaints from the PvP crowd right now is that range fall off on hand cannons. They they made it too extreme. Uh, they made it way too extreme. So, 
maybe you just weren't aware that they did that. Yeah, it, they they have already they have already messed with hand cannon range uh, quite a bit. So you're you're not going to get any more shaved off. You shave anything more off of the hand cannons, and there's not there's not going to be nothing left. Uh, they're already hurting pretty bad. Um, so I would say <laughs> they might need bumps, maybe. Um, dude wants hand cannons to have shotgun range. Yeah, I'm just doing the phantasmal shard so that we can buy uh, essence of insanity and farm the grenade launcher. We're looking for that 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 god roll, that full court uh, field prep spike nade roll. That's what we're looking for. Um, and we're hoping to get it soon. We haven't really. We've only gotten like two drops. Uh, have you? How do you get the spare rations? I just picked Destiny Two back up. Uh, spare rations is in the reckoning, and you need to farm for it when Oryx is the boss. Uh, I think they need to do bounties the same way they do Ikora and Ada. Uh, I think all of that. All, everything needs to convert to Eris's table. Uh, Ada's frick. Eris's table. Ikora's quests and Ada's frames. That's exactly how it all should be. Uh, that's exactly how everything should be. Um, it, it's just, it's exact, it's exactly the right way to do it. Um, it's, you have that intentionality. You can farm all day. You can farm all week. Uh, you can set your sights on something and really go after it. I think that's empowering to the player. I think that creates a lot of loyalty that creates not in an unhealthy way that creates that addictive property that a game like this can have. Um, so I would say that they need to do the same thing with reckoning. I need to be able to go to the drifter and say, I love your spare rations. Let me, let me farm for it. I need to be able to go to Zavala and say, you know, I really, really love the, uh, the, uh, the nameless midnight and just go for it over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, I think, I think every NPC needs to function that way. Cause listen, traditionally NPCs were kind of like that. You could go and you could buy a gun, right? I think that brings back the spirit of D1 NPCs without cheapening how this game is supposed to be about grind and pursuit. It doesn't cheapen it, right? You're able to go and grind for the gun and you use the NPC like a vendor. You use them in that way, but they're not a vendor where you just, here's 50 bucks, can I have an awesome gun, please? Um, so I think that would be one of the best things they could do to every single NPC in the game. Every planet. Uh, Few Shembers says, uh, yeah, this guy is this guy is unique here. He's got like an actual name. Uh, I'm gonna have to go up here and get some get some oh my gosh, I don't have anything other than primary. Uh, do you feel like drip feeding content or do you prefer all the content at once? All the content at once is I, and I don't mean this in a mean way to people who want all the content at once. All the content at once is stupid for a game like Destiny. Like, I don't mean that people that want that are stupid. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if Bungie were to do that, that's a stupid way to deliver the content. That's not the kind of game this is. Alright? This isn't This isn't a single player campaign driven game. This is a this is an action MMO game. Ooh, we got uh, Essence of Obscurity. Um... This is an action MMO, okay? And as an action MMO RPG loot pursuit game, you can't give us everything at once. That wouldn't work. 
It just, everybody burns through everything too fast. Let us play, let us play how we want. Listen, it's a live service game. You, They have to be providing things to do over the weeks. It just, it's nonsensical to say, Bungie should give us everything all at once. You're asking for something that's illogical within the confines of a game's art, you know, this game's genre. It, it would be like saying, it would be like me doing this. Man, I really like drip feed content in Destiny. Uh, I really hope the next Horizon Zero Dawn is drip feed. Give me one, give me one chapter of the campaign a week. That, people be like, Lono, you're an idiot. This is a solo game. This is an action adventure, single player, story driven game. Drip feed for Horizon Zero Dawn would be so dumb, Lono. And they would be right. They would be right. Like, for me to say that and make that request, I'm, I'm asking Horizon Zero Dawn to take on the attributes of another game type. And that's dumb. And so when people come to Destiny and they're like, we should get all the content at once. Drip feed is stupid. It's like, what? That's not Destiny is not a single player action adventure game. It's not. It's meant to be a game that's played over months and months and months. And if you don't if you don't like that, then you don't like Destiny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just there's not another way to say it. It, it. it would again, it would be like me asking Horizon Zero Dawn to be drip feed. Um, we should get all the story at once. The big gameplay content can drip feed. I don't know. I think little bits of story is good. It gives you a reason to log in every week if you're a story-minded player. Like, I I don't know if I agree with that either, because especially right now, I feel like they've gotten pretty creative in how they're delivering some of the story. They're saying, oh, when you do these things for Eris, you know, she's gonna, she's gonna, um tell you little like little bits and pieces each week and that i i don't know i think that's a cool thing that they're doing with that each week you feel again keep in mind what luke smith said it's an evolving world that means each week you tune in evolving is not just here's new loot to chase evolving is yeah there's new things happening the story is continuing to develop season to season to season listen if the season is supposed to hand off to the next season it doesn't make any sense to do every bit of story right up at the front and then all of a sudden hand off the story next season to another to, to season of dawn it makes way more sense to drip feed story not not now obviously it's like an 80 20 right 20 percent of the story is being drip fed the rest is basically coming you know it all it all came out at the beginning like the bulk of the story has already happened but bits and pieces here and there to make the game continue to feel alive i i think is a good thing um i think is a good thing i think it it it, it adds that that uh, identity that Luke Smith's trying to give the game. He's trying to give the game this identity of an evolving world and th- that the story passes from one season to the next. And I think that they're doing, I think they're doing a good job with it. I, I, I like the idea. Did the chest disappear? Oh, I was like, I am not seeing it. Um, next question. Slez says, uh, what do you think about the idea of a nightmare hunt specific weapon as I usually enjoy the hunts, but I feel they have no purpose. As I said in the talk, you are grinding for a weapon. So if you grind gall for essence of rage, essence of rage is for the shotgun. Again, my hope would be that whenever you play Gaul at the hardest difficulty or maybe the next hardest difficulty, he has a chance to drop the gun. And then when you play the hardest of the hardest difficulties, like all the way to the tippity top, he drops it like every time or something. Um, so there is a, there is a loot grind in in the Nightmare Hunts. I, I said in my criticism of the events, I don't think they did a good job communicating all of this to the player. 
uh, unfortunately. Uh, I think they could have done a better job saying, you know, why would I run this? Well, here's why you would run it. You, you know, you're you're chasing a gun and you're chasing it through the essence. And I know people might be like, but that's what the game's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about discovery. Um, sure, I, I think discovery is good, but I think loot incentive being explained to you in the game is totally uh, fine. So... Uh, Xander, Xander Nomis says, uh, how do I know if a weapon is a god roll or where is a good place to see what a god roll is? Some of the times it's just up to you. Like don't here, here's, I think a mistake new destiny players can make and even existing players can make. They can overstate like God, what god roll means. And they make it like if the weapon's not a god roll, it's trash and then you might turn your nose up to a weapon that's totally fine. Um, if that makes sense. I would I would say, if, like, let's just say you really, really like a certain weapon. Use it. And if you don't like something about it, what's the thing you don't like? I don't like it because it's really unstable. Is there a way to make stability go higher? I don't like it because the damage output seems low. I don't like it because the reload seems slow. Um, whatever. I don't like the way that it feels. It, I mean, if you don't like the gun, don't try, don't force it. But in general, I think sometimes you just have to like use the weapon and kind of determine what do you think would make it be a really, really good weapon. And then just go for the roles that do that. A really great website is light.gg. You can look the gun up and you can see potential roles and then you can chase those potential roles. You can be like, well, I really don't like the reload. And then you find out that the gun can roll feeding frenzy, which is increase reload after any kill. And you're like, oh, okay. Let's try it on. Um, somebody got field prep, full court spike, linear commentator, reload masterwork. So close to perfect for me. What do you want? What do you want for your masterwork? I think a reload masterwork is not bad. I mean, that's the field. That's a field preps. Field preps helping with that in in some respect. Uh, bu- 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 so this is another one. What do you want in the hard difficulty nightmares? I just talked about that a little bit ago. I I think seeing them uh seeing them drop the have a chance to drop the guns I think would be good. Um, Man, that freaking divinity just baked him without any of the buffs. That's crazy. That gun is nuts. All right, my phantasmals are starting to go to the uh, the postmaster, but that's fine. Velocity increases damage. Oh, okay. Flying Ape One, do you think D two raid philosophy allows for more efficient production of, uh, at the cost of raid diversity and maybe even at the detriment of the player experience? I don't know if it's more efficient production. I mean, I might see where you're going. Like, a lot of the mechanics are repeated. They don't have to create specialized roles. And that might be easier from a developmental standpoint to say, you know, oh, well, we don't have to do, uh, we don't have to do, like, a creative relic or anything for this one. Uh, we just have to make it, we just have to make this this mechanic and then kind of replicate the mechanic everywhere. Um, I kind of I think that's where your head's at, right? You don't have to say what I think you're saying. Um, I mean, it would help, but <laughs> I think that's what you're hinting at is that they they can create one mechanic like what is it? Uh, the, the, they, they created the tether, and then after that, they created the, the charge, and that's basically present through the entire raid. Um, so, is the recluse still available? Yeah, you can still grind for it. 
Uh, on top of what Lono's talking about, when looking for a god roll, find a place to test your weapons. Find a piece of content you know well and determine what's doing poorly. Yeah, like, find a lost sector, and if you burn through it, and you like, and you think, oh, this is pretty good, well, then try to the nightmare hunt it at, at the harder difficulty and see how it goes. If it still feels good, awesome. If you're doing a lost sector and the thing feels like junk, uh, then you're, you may be, you may be wanting to put the thing down. Uh, you know, if you're like, man, I can't even really efficiently do a lost sector here, uh, you know, then you might not want to use it. Sometimes it's just a matter of testing in familiar content, uh, as well as like, just knowing like, I like this weapon because, and then fill in the blank. It shoots really fast or it reloads really fast. Usually... Most weapons come down to two things. Number one, just how does it feel? And then number two, how fast can it do the things you want to do? I always like a re- I've always liked Outlaw and Feeding Frenzy because I want my reload to be fast. I cannot stand slow reload. There's nothing worse than watching a reload animation and feel like you're you're gonna you're gonna get blown up while you're like slowly like let me take the gun apart and put it back together again and clean it. <laughs> it's like, am I reloading it or am I putting the, you know, or am I rebuilding it? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Uh, slow reload drives me freaking crazy. Uh, so usually, after you know, like, oh, I like XYZ type of weapon, then you're usually just looking for what can increase efficiency, what can kind of speed up the things that I enjoy. Two boat. Is there a reason why Destiny could not handle loot like another MMO is the max power cap but the weapon could be uh, from that season and not carry over year to year? Um, uh, th- I think there's a couple things keeping them from doing that, like basically doing an entirely brand new fresh loot pool every time they do a DLC. Uh, I think it's tough. I think they have limited bandwidth. I also think player base is playing a part here. Uh, I think player base is playing a part. You're you're basically dealing with a player base that has got a lot of, um, surprisingly, uh, a lot of casuals in it, uh, which is kind of interesting because it's it, it, it's got a lot of hardcore things in it as well. Um, so I would say they if they did that to the loot pool, number one, I don't know if they have the bandwidth for it. Number two, they're kind of worried. You know, you stretch if you stretch your company that thin to create that much like loot resets people might not like it you know you're you're you have a significant casual player base in destiny and i don't mean casual like they don't play a lot i mean casual like they love the game and they play less almost out of necessity right and i don't think you want to lose that player base because i think there's a freaking lot of them i think there is a ton of them and you don't want to cater the whole game to them but you also don't want to cater the whole game to not them uh, and a loot reset every single DLC might be extreme. Now, every year, you might say, well, they could at least do it every year. Part of me wants to agree with you, but the other part, like, kind of knows. They just, I don't know. I think their bandwidth is stretched. Um, I think their bandwidth is stretched. Spicy Cuban Poppy says, Lono, how do you feel about pinnacle drops? Only dropping plus one seems small. That's going to have to get adjusted. There's a part of me that doesn't even feel... That that, that, that feels like it can't even be right. Um, unless they expect, like, nobody to hit 60. Uh, you know, it, I, I understand gear score of 60 is not that important. Um, but, you know, what are, we, what are we doing if it's basically 
mathematically improbable to the point that it's almost impossible for somebody to do it uh, in a given season. Uh, what's the point of even having it then? I feel like it's going to get revisited. It does seem to be like maybe they started out with it low for a reason and they have a they have like a maybe they have a plan of boosting it maybe we're missing something maybe we're analyzing this incorrectly but at the current moment it feels like they they didn't give they didn't put a lot of thought into this um it just i don't know there's something there's something off in 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 the way that they totaled the the 60 at the, at the present moment again things could change there could be an update they could already have plans uh to to do things each week or each month or something i don't know so over time you're getting you know you're getting the drops to be higher or something um i honestly don't know your doom slayer do you think they will shut d1 servers down when d3 drops i do think eventually d1 would fall off you know when d3 launches would probably be the time to do it uh i could even see them shutting down d2 in in the time that you know they they launched d3 i don't know that it 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 seems like a weird thing to still today play d1 but i know people love it um if if it's only as it's only if you're assuming base power increase next season, I don't think that's happening, right? I'm one of the people that think that. I'm one of the people that think that we're only going to be upgrading uh, the um, artifact every season. I'm one of the people that thinks that is a possibility, uh, and given that, it, it it very well could be a um, there could be something going on with that where they're going to be like nah. You can hit 960 next season. There'll be plenty of pinnacle activities to do that, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna only have increases on the on the the artifact because then they don't have to upgrade power. Mike uh, Thirty and So Gaming and Paul Tassi on the podcast they thought I was crazy um, when I said that. I was like, no, I don't I don't think we're leveling up every season, and they're just like, no, you're crazy. There's gonna be we're gonna be leveling up every season. Um, all the way past a thousand. Uh, again, I just I just don't know if that's in Bungie's playbook right now. I really don't. Um, I could definitely see them saying we don't need to do that. Uh, we do not need to do that. And then they could just use the artifact each season, and then the, and then the level the level difficulties that they've got set up don't need touched at all every season. They just leave them. Um, just leave them as they are. Because then you're just continuing to bounce back up to the higher the higher difficulties and power structures with your artifact, and then you grind and grind and grind again. Easy E. Back to stats, since it's the hot topic. I haven't noticed any waiting between Hunter, Warlock, Titan as far as stats go. Uh, have they removed Warlocks? Um, wait a minute. Have they removed Warlocks being all about recovery? Hunter's mobility. Yeah, it seems like certain armor may have in you know trends, uh, because like I every once in a while like I'll comb through armor pieces and I'm like, oh, every single one of these is trending mobility. I forget what it was. I think it was an armor set from the past for one of the for one of my classes. It seemed every piece seemed to be trending uh, on mobility. And I, I don't I don't know if it was my imagination or just luck. But yeah, there does seem to be a they just it just they just seem random. Truth be told, 
Okay, Shy says, How do you feel the new hand cannon recoil pattern? I personally only like it on certain hand cannons. I haven't really noticed. Um, I'm using, I'm like almost intentionally not using hand cannons. I know I said everybody's using recluse, but like I didn't really use mine much uh, before. And because I just loved my hand cannon, and I, I'm kind of like intentionally, uh, intentionally not using hand cannons because, um, it's just, I got, they, they, I just use them all the, all the, all the, all the time. And I feel like it's time to just do something different. Uh, and so I've been loving SMGs, shotguns, fusions, pulses, and auto rifles. I'm kind of like bouncing between all those archetypes. All-star hit. What's a God roll trust? I have one with Zen moment and opening. I don't do this. Uh, if you want to find out what a God roll is, you could ask chat. Q and A is not really for me to walk through every gun archetype God roll. If I do it for you, uh, unfortunately, tons of people are going to start doing that. And the, is this a God roll conversation can just get obnoxious. You're not being obnoxious, but it can become pretty obnoxious. Basically on a trust. I think dragonfly rapid hits the best, but that's my preference. Um, I think rabbit hit dragonfly is the best, but again, other people are going to have different opinions on it. So you could ask chat, but if I, if I, if I answer every, what's this, is this a God roll question? This is what ends up happening. I'm going to give you a little like history of the channel and what people will do. You get these trolls that come in. They know you're going for a God roll and they'll be like, I, I have this grenade launcher that I got and it's got spike nades and full court and field prep. Oh, uh, and it's got a velocity masterwork. Is that a god roll? Like, shut the frick up. We know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> that's what people do. You're not doing that. You're not doing that. But if Q and A slowly descends into, is this a god roll? It, it can get it can get a little much. And chat's probably a better resource anyway. They're going to be able to give you a lot of different iterations and influences on like barrel and you know the masterwork and everything like that. Like Q and A is not really set up for that. Um, so people used to always do that whenever we would do, you know, any kind of a farm for a weapon, they would come in and be like, yeah, I just happen to have the exact God roll that you're looking for. Is this, and then they, then they play dumb. Is this a good roll? Is this a good roll? It's like literally a perfect roll, but I, I somehow don't know. Uh, all sorry. Which raid exotic do you think is best? Anarchy 1k voices divinity. Um, oh man, I don't know what the heck happened. It's just glitched. Um, I honestly don't know which one is the best. Uh, I, I never got the Anarchy, so they're all kind of different. I would think um, 1K is probably... is. I don't know. I think Divinity is probably the best because of what it can do to team... Uh, what it can do to team damage, I would think. Um, because, you, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, we're talking like... We're talking buffing everyone's damage. Anytime you can buff everyone's damage with a weapon, not like a class item, that's kind of like what Tractor Cannon was for a time. Tractor Cannon was like meta for bake strategies. Jimbo Slice. This might be a little off topic, but I'm only running Hunter right now, and I'm 890. Should I start other characters? I I don't know. There's no impetus to start your other characters until you've exhausted one character at least past 900. If you're under 900, you've, you've not really done much. Like, if you play through the campaign, you're usually close to... 870, 880, maybe 890. Uh, you all you gotta do is like play, and you'll you'll level up hand over fist with the way they've set this up. Uh, you don't have to do much uh, at all um, to get the uh, 
to like get to the to get to 900 then once you're 900 you should at least do some milestones and stuff and you may have done stuff out of order but like there are milestones you're not even seeing in the game right now because you haven't hit 900 jared was debating someone about the battle pass the other day they said it's just them replacing us getting eververse ingrams each time we would level up to actual specific items loot how do you feel about the battle pass um I just don't have a whole lot of patience or room in my brain for people that just try to see the negative. I just, it, it isn't like that at all. Um, and I think that's easily, I think that's easily provable. Um, oh, he slapped me into the wall. I think it's really easy to prove that it's not like that. Um, if you actually look at the rewards you're getting, okay, whenever I did the Eververse before, you know, it was, it was a lot of sparrows. It was a lot of ships. Uh, it was a lot of shaders. Um, there is nothing worse than losing to a boss because they slapped the ground like a baby throwing a tantrum and I died because of it. Like I, we should have been able to bake that guy, but he did, you know, such a, such a great mechanic. He slapped the ground and I died. Uh, yeah, I just, if you, if you look at the actual reward structure of this thing, whoever said that, I just, I just really, really feel like they're being kind of ignorant. Number one, we weren't getting exotics. Number two, we were not getting uh, currency. We weren't getting XP boosts. We weren't getting uh, materials. We weren't getting needed currency for infusion. Um, we weren't getting a, 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 we were not getting a guaranteed armor set. Even when they tried to do that with the punch out method with the 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 freaking matrix thing or whatever the heck that was. This is a thousand times not the eververse. It's not an eververse replacer. Um, I don't know. I just. I get a little tired of this is just part of my job so this isn't me complaining I'm just kind of giving you my perspective I get a little tired of defending something against stupid criticisms man what is guy's such an arrogant jerk well just slow down I don't think the people that make these criticisms are stupid I don't think that they lack intelligence I just think that they're not thoughtful you know they're like they hear somebody say it. They're just playing with their buddy one night, and he's like, it just really feels like they're just replacing the Eververse. And then that becomes a criticism. Like, it's just some guy kind of thoughtlessly ranting while they're playing through a strike, and then that becomes, like, something that they say. And then they say it to their friend, and then their friend says it to their friend, and everybody starts saying in that circle of friends, yeah, the season pass just really feels like just an Eververse, you know, replacement. And then it makes its way, you know, to YouTube comments, my Twitter feed, and my Q&A sessions. And it's just kind of like, so I'm not getting on you for asking the question. I think you asking the question is fine. But I'm just like, I've been doing this a long time. And I just, I feel like so much of this stems from a desire to complain or maybe the habit of complaint um, as opposed to like thoughtful interchange. So, like, I'll give you an example. My video today about nightmare hunts. I I praised it, but I also criticized it. Now, that's not me just choosing to be a whiner. I'm like, no, this this content's good, but man, it could be a whole lot better. This boss mechanic's really frustrating. You're basically punishing us for doing good damage. Uh, the loot grind is a little segmented. It could be a little bit better. Also, it could just be more clear to the players why they should run a nightmare hunt. Okay, that's me providing feedback to help the game improve. 
there is an enormous difference between me doing that and someone just going, yeah, uh, the season pass is just them replacing Eververse. Instead of giving us Eververse engrams, they're just doing that instead. And I'm just like, okay, are, are you suggesting a change? Are you are you trying to help the game improve? What exactly are you doing? Oh, I'm just complaining. You know, I just I just don't like it. I think it's I think it's bad. I don't know. That's why people that tried to paint me as a complainer, I just think, I, th- I just think time was on my side, and I just I bit my tongue, and I didn't lash back at any of the people that took shots at me being a whiner, a complainer, or being wrong all the time. I just bit my tongue, and I never lashed back at those people because I just knew over time the game will improve and make adjustments, and that's where pretty much all of my criticism stems from is a desire to see nightmare hunts be an activity that's worthy of your grind and fun. Okay. And that's why I voice the criticism. But I feel like something that's just like, yeah, the, you know, the season pass is stupid or the season pass is just replacing Eververse. Oh, oh okay. Uh, w- 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 do you have anything else to add? Or And then the other problem with it is, is usually the reason there's no suggestion made and the reason it's not made in the vein of positivity or trying to see things improve is because it's thoughtless. When you actually press in on what they're saying, it's not even accurate. This is like the people that claimed everything was a reskin. You know, I had a guy in my comments saying 95% of this content was reskin. 95. And I was just like, homie, you're never going to get to teach a math class. Like, you you clearly struggle at estimation uh, and calculation. Like, you're bad at it. Like, you know what I mean? But again, when you want to complain, you see what you want to see, and then you just kind of draw your conclusions from there. And that's ultimately where I think a lot of these things come from. It's we talked about this the other day. It was like people put on the the, the reskin color glasses, and then that's all they see is the stuff that's reskin. They don't see anything else. That's it's a, it's like that Clue Junior game I had. It had the little red magnifying glass, and when you use the red magnifying glass, that's like the only way to see the clues. They're wearing glasses just like that. Like all they can see is negative. All they can see is reskin. They don't see anything else. They don't see how the season pass is. A significantly better way to treat players as they engage each day they don't see the improvements on leveling they don't see the fact that like there's more intentional loot grind in destiny 2 right now than there ever has been in the history of destiny ever um you know they don't see any of that stuff all they see is you know the the, the things they want to see to to empower their ability to kind of complain and 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 say that things are bad or things are broken or whatever um so it's just that's like a mini like rant about kind of like where where YouTube comments and Twitter and Reddit and everything else trend these days because it's just it's easy to be a thoughtless I don't want to say hater but it's easy to be a thoughtless like critic critic I'll say critic it's easy to be a thoughtless critic it's hard to be a thoughtful critiquer do you see the difference? A thoughtless critic is easy. Anybody can say, well, my opinion is you need no information. Like that that rant that, that rant from that guy recently that went viral, uh, the wrestler. He said an opinion is like one of the easiest, like lowest forms of information or thought someone can have. Like you can have an uninformed opinion about something. You can know literally nothing about making cars and you can be like, oh, I think making cars is easy. And then somebody can be like, well, we actually make cars and it's not easy. But again... It's easy to say that from the sidelines. So I think it's easy to be a thoughtless critic, and it's difficult to be a thoughtful 
critiquer, which I try to be a thoughtful critiquer, which is why, you know, when people try to paint me as a whiner, I think they betray more about their about their character and integrity than they do about me as a, as a content creator. They're just trying to take a shot at somebody, which says more about them than the person they're taking a shot at. It's like, it's the same to be said for people that like gossip. It's like, it says a ton about them and people that listen to gossip. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you meet somebody like that, it's like, you're like, oh, wow, thanks for telling me that horrible thing about that person. But I think you should scratch your head and be like, well, wait a minute. What if it's not true? And why are you telling me this? That says a lot about you, I think. You know? Jericus Barricus. Lono, will there be no cap on power with artifacts? Do you think there's no cap on artifacts, but they reset every season? Um, Jage, uh, I'm sorry, Jaeger Fair with a, t- a tier two sub. Thank you. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Enjoy ad free viewing on this channel. I've missed a bunch of resubs. I am so, so sorry. I got caught up in this grind and I got caught up in QA. Frick. Rodeo 22 with a prime sub. Enjoy the badge, emotes, and ad free viewing. Jared with 20 months. I'm Prute with 21 months. Poro on head uh, with 10 months. Executioner with a brand new prime sub. And Natty Life with two months. Guys, I am really, really sorry about that. I, this is why I don't do Q&A while playing. Uh, <laughs> I told you, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm bad at multitasking. Uh, just playing and talking and doing this. I I'm, I'm I forgot to read uh, alert. So I apologize to the new subs and resubs for not getting that called out. Uh, I, 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 do, I don't like people missing. Some of those are pretty old. So those are like 30 minutes old. Um, that's why we can't have nice things. Yeah, because I can't read alerts and and do Q and A and shoot bad guys. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, with there being no cap on yet, yeah, uh, do you think hardcore players could dominate Iron Banner? Oh, oh, oh! With there being no power cap on artifacts, I don't know, man. We'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. I think leveling is super easy, so that's unlikely. Call Rockies. With focus on Shadowkeep, do you think that they will fix freeze problems for Black Armory? I just started a quest and can't pass the first forge. Thanks. I have no idea, man. Ask on the forums if they have plans to fix that. I don't work for Bungie. Questions like that are real tough for me to even engage with. It's like I don't. I'm not. I'm not on staff. Uh, how difficult would you think Divinity would be to get for a 920-ish player that would have to do LFG to the raid? Should I try to get higher? I would try to get a lot higher so that way you can at least say you're not under any delta in the raid because without raid experience, a lot of people aren't going to want to take you. Unfortunately, uh, do you think there's a superior class right now? I think Titan Bubble is nuts. In PvE, I think Titan Bubble's really strong. Uh, for Because of the Void Nade debuff and Bubble, and it's just... You, and also, One-Eyed Mask, I think, is still just really, really strong in PvE. I think people underestimate how good One-Eyed Mask is uh, outside of PvP, because everybody just thinks using it in PvP makes the most sense, and that's probably true. Um, but, but, I do think that uh, there's a lot to be said for using it in challenging content in PvE. Enlo Eagle, I know you've preferred better perks, but would you find reducing the perk pool to be a suitable replacement? Oh, I want better perks. Reduce it. Also, you were right. Rapid fire voop with the raid is sick. Oh yeah, rapid fire rapid fire fusions are fun. Um I want one with I want a good roll on it. I've got a couple decent rolls. I want a better roll. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to shrink the perk pool. They're, they shrunk the perk pool on raid weapons, which I think is is, is preferable uh, to increase the likelihood of a good roll from the raid. But again, I think one of the problems of that being the philosophy is you make all the rolls really close together. And people got really mad at me on YouTube about this when I said 
you need bad rolls to make the good rolls seem better. And they're like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why would anybody want a bad roll? And I'm like, you don't want a bad roll. That's the entire point of my argument. Like, if you make every roll close to the next, there's no spectrum. You're very, very close to static rolls. Okay? If you limit the perk pool too much, and I think the rate is actually very close to this, you're basically just hiding. It's just static rolls in disguise. Every roll is similar, very similar to the next. They're all good. They're all efficient. And when whether or not you have this good roll or that good roll, they're all going to feel similar, which again, that just feels like static rolls in disguise. It's just like, well, what are, what are we actually doing here? Um, are we, are we, are we doing, are we doing random rolls or are we shrinking the perk pool so much that it's not really random rolls? It's just, it's, it's like a, it's like an imitation of it. I don't know. I think a broad perk pool is better. I would say maybe instead of shrinking the perk pool, replace bad perks with different and more viable perks so there's a lot of different perk combinations and potential roles don't just shrink it don't just expand it maybe do some supplant like supplanting like freehand grip we don't need that on a scout and put something else in its place okay shy with how glitchy the last three raid bosses have been do you think we will see a change anytime soon i think it has more to do with connections and peer-to-peer matchmaking i don't think it has anything to do with raid design uh unfortunately the final boss fight is the glitchiest part of the raid we scream through the raid like it's nothing and then we get to the last boss and we struggle and a lot of the struggle uh is is from is is honestly it's it's from it's from like lag and glitches um it's really hard to get synergy in a fight like that whenever you're uh, having, you know, glitches. It's it's especially hard when you have inexperienced people. Uh, it's especially hard when you have inexperienced people. So, that's going to do it for Q&A, guys. We did a little experiment today of me doing a grind while doing Q&A. Hopefully, it wasn't too painful. I probably said um more than usual. It's difficult uh, to focus on gameplay and give substantive answers, so I appreciate your patience. I do appreciate all of the subs. Oh, bless! Bless sub! Thank you for being here, bless! We'll talk in a minute. I got to do the outro on the podcast. Agent Smith with 18 months. Thank you. If you're here right now and you've enjoyed the interactive podcast, I'm not done. I'm going to keep streaming. So click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. That's the heart button. But I'm going to change scenes and give you game sound again. And we're going to grind for this grenade launcher. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.